Welcome to another episode of What the Chell Pod, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. I am your hostess, my name is Haley, and this is episode 40, which is absolutely hard to believe that I've been doing this for 40 episodes. Um, Thank you guys for being here on this journey with me and for supporting me through podcast changes and interviews and trying new things, and I hope you're loving it just as much as I am loving recording it. Um, I'm back. I was off last week because I had literally no voice. Um, I think I've been a little sick. It's been just just this weird thing of like, I don't really feel that bad, but I've been losing my voice and coughing and um, all this stuff. I mean, that's what comes when you work with children for a living. Um, But I'm back feeling better and I am ready to just dive into this week's news across hockey. We have a handful of things to talk about as well as the stadium series and yeah let's just go ahead and jump right into it starting off with the philadelphia flyers we're not going to talk about the stadium series quite yet but the flyers have named sean couturier as their captain and travis konechny will serve as alternate i honestly thought tk was gonna get the nod as captain but it seems like couturier will do a really good job and the flyers fan base seems super excited about it And I'm glad that TK got the alternate with as well as he's playing. I think those will be definitely two good leaders in Philadelphia. And I'm looking forward to that. And I am anxiously waiting for the Ducks to name a captain because it's been a little bit. And I feel like it'll probably come next season. But I'll be interested to see how that plays out. So congrats to Coots and TK for getting those leadership titles. Um, 28-year-old Mason Morelli made his NHL debut with the Vegas Golden Knights today, Monday, after playing for five different minor league teams. He scored in his first game as well, which is super exciting. Um, Big congrats to him. It's really, really cool to see a rookie come out with their team and just really do a good job and prove that they're meant to be there. And Being a 28-year-old rookie, I'm sure, is a weird feeling, and he's not the typical age for NHL rookies, but I think he really proves that there is no age limit or timeline for chasing after your dreams, and I hope he has a really successful career in the league. Um, And it would be cool to see the Golden Knights take him to the playoffs as well, which seems like they're on that track again, but really, you never know in this league until it happens because I feel like the standings are constantly changing and things are constantly moving around and yeah you just really never know but that's so exciting for him and I'm happy that he didn't give up he definitely showed some perseverance not giving up and he did it he made it to the major league so awesome job Mason Morelli we have a couple of milestones Um, for various different players that were reached this week. The Capitals' TJ Oshie reached his 300th career goal. Jonathan Huberdeau seems to have made it out of his slump, and he notched his 700th career point. Patrick Kane got his 800th apple, so he's really keeping those doctors away. (laughs) That was a really dumb joke, but 
Um, you know, if I'm not going to give you bad puns and dad jokes, what am I going to give you? You've got to expect it by now. Um, William Nylander got his 500th career point, and Connor McDavid reached 600 assists. Brad Marchand played in his 1,000th game, and all of those have been as a Bruin, so I have a good feeling that he is going to retire as a Bruin one day. And hockey gods, please cover your ears. I'm about to talk about a streak. <laughs> um, Nathan McKinnon is on a 26-game home point streak, which is a true testament to how talented he is. He is just an insanely, insanely talented hockey player. And yeah, 26-game home game point streak, incredible. Okay, so before I sat down to record... Um, earlier in the day, I was watching the Minnesota-Vancouver game, and wow, we need to talk about it, because holy offense. I don't know where the defense went, but the offense showed up for sure. Um, there were three hat tricks in this game, um, one of them coming from Vancouver's JT Miller, and the other two coming from the Wild by Joel Eriksson-Eck and Kirill Kaprizov like three hat tricks in one game is just absolute insanity like where were the defensemen where were the goalies did they just wake up today and say oh, it's president's day i'm not gonna show up to work today like i don't know what happened but like my mind was absolutely blown i was i had it on my tv and i was in my bedroom so i couldn't see the tv but i could hear and i just kept hearing the goal horn and I thought the game was over and they were, like, playing the highlights. I was like, so I came back into the living room and it, it was, the game was still going on. Like, this was in real time. And I was just blown away. Like, there were 17 total goals in the game. And I think potentially the craziest thing about it all is that Minnesota came back from being down 5-2 to end up winning 10-7. Like, <laughs> that's just... How do you go from two goals to ten goals? I think there were nine goals scored in the third period total, which is insane. Like, I just genuinely don't know what was in the water in Minnesota today, but, like, absolutely, absolutely wild. And, I mean, honestly, good game from both teams, even though Vancouver lost, like, to score seven goals in one game is really impressive um yeah that was that was a wild game I feel like there's been a lot of pretty big hockey games today just off the top of my head let me pull up the scores just out of curiosity so I'm recording this around 4 p.m pacific so all the games aren't over um but today we've had let's see ducks won over the sabers 4-3 the bruins won over the stars in shootout 4-3 the Maple Leafs won over the Blues 4-2. We had the 10-7 Wild Canucks. We had a 4-3 overtime win by the Red Wings. We had a 6-3 final by the Oilers. 6-3 by the Jets. And 4-0 shutout by the Golden Knights over the Sharks. So it's been a big day for hockey. Lots going on. And the last game of the day, oh, there are two games left. Going to be the Blackhawks and the Hurricanes and the Senators and the Lightning. I'm going to predict that the Hurricanes are going to win over the Blackhawks 
3-2. And I think the Lightning are going to win over the Senders 4-1. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> um, okay, I love that I actually get President's Day off because I get to watch lots of hockey. I get to record my podcast. Working in childcare, you don't get a lot of days off, so it's really exciting when I actually do get them off. And I love that on holidays, the NHL takes advantage of it. I know a lot of times I talk about how the NHL scheduling is really whack and doesn't usually make sense, which it doesn't. But on days where a lot of people are off work, they actually do a good job of taking advantage of that and spreading out the games throughout the day so that more people can watch them and you're more likely to be able to watch a game if you're off work. And I just I think it's smart that they take advantage of that. So glad to have a cozy rainy day full of hockey on my little day off. Um, okay, I went on a little tangent there, but it's been a good day. Hockey makes me happy and it's a happy day because I get to be cozy on my couch and watch hockey and talk talk at you guys and it's fun. Okay, moving on. Um, a little bit ago, I mentioned that the Washington Capitals may be moving out of Washington, D.C. and into the suburbs of Virginia. Um, but supposedly, that bill is dead, according to Virginia Senator Lucas. Um, I tried to read the article that ESPN published about it, but it's honestly a just all political jargon that I don't really understand. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's much support from the state, and it doesn't seem like there's bipartisan support for it. So I think it's kind of this ongoing, like, battle. So I'd honestly be surprised if anything comes of it. I have a feeling the Capitals are going to be staying in Capital One Arena for a while, as they should. I talked to you guys about this before. I don't think that it was going to be the best plan to move them out to Potomac Yard. And the people that live there agree. Um, so hopefully the Caps will be staying in D.C. after all. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets also fired their GM. And John Davidson will be taking over in the interim. I'm not sure why. I honestly know next to nothing about the Columbus Blue Jackets. But hopefully this was a good move and it works out well for them okay I want to talk about a couple little random pieces of news um, mostly involving the NHL but some from some other leagues as well um, Yegor Sharangovich made an epic trade at warm-ups this week he swapped his stick for a Lego set which is really cute like what a fun thing to trade with a player you know I feel like most people will do candy or bracelets or you know just ask for a puck or a picture on their signs but this man brought a whole lego set to trade with Sharon Govich and apparently I was reading the Instagram comments it was a really good trade because the guy traded a $300 lego set with him and so like a good hockey stick and a player's hockey stick probably worth about that much the lego set might honestly be worth more so i hope sharon govich enjoys building his legos after work and um 
yeah, I just thought that was really cool and really unique, and that was that was a fun little trade. Apparently, uh, the star's Matt Duchesne is a country singer, which I love. I love country music. If you guys didn't know, it is one of my favorite genres. The um, little North Carolina girl really comes out whenever I hear country music. And uh, so, yeah, Matt Duchesne performed in Nashville at uh, Tootsie's Honky Tonk. And he played guitar. He sang a Morgan Wallen song. And he honestly sounded really good. Like, I was genuinely surprised and he like kind of had the stage presence going on and yeah I thought that was so cool I love when players get a chance to kind of show off their other talents and I just think that's so fun and I want to see more country singer players we like I know Jamie Drysdale was learning to play guitar a little while back I don't know if he's stuck with that and like um the (laughs) the iconic uh where the boys of the Isles song that came out during bubble hockey. Um, I think it's so fun when players just get to show off these other little hobbies that they have. And I thought that was so cool. So props to Matt Duchesne for having the confidence to go up on stage and sing in front of a bunch of people because could not be me. Um, Yermir Yager's number 68 was retired at the Penguins Arena on Sunday. And what I thought was really fun is that Yager warmed up with the team and they all wore wigs of his iconic curly mullet as they skated out. I think it is so cool that they let him warm up with them and I think more retiring players should get to do that because, I don't know, I just, you know, give them one last chance to be out there on the ice in their you know, their home arena and just be with their fans again. I just, that's so fun. Um, And then the wigs was obviously just hilarious and a great way to honor him because honestly, one of the most iconic hockey flows in the league. And yeah, so that was fun. A great, he's just really a true hockey legend. Uh, Moving on to two pieces of news from some other leagues. The United Arab Emirates is expected to join the IIHF Women's World Championships next year in 2025, which is really exciting for them. This will be the first time that they have competed on that level of play. They have competed in other international tournaments, um, but never the Worlds. However, the UAE's men's team has been participating in Worlds since 2010. So that'll be really cool to see, and I hope they get to make it far because it would be so cool to see a team do really, really well in their debut season, and especially a team in the Middle East like that where hockey isn't as big. Um, So big congrats to them. That'll be so fun to watch. There was also an insane score from a minor league. I've never even heard of this league, but the U.S. Premier Hockey League. Um, I saw this on Puck Empire. Shout out to that that Instagram account. I honestly could not do this podcast without it. <laughs> um, the Metro Jets of the USPHL beat the Columbus Mavericks. Wait for it. 37 to 1. Like, 37 goals to one like who was that player that scored one goal big congrats to them um two players on the jets luke gaffney and victor sandell 
each had 13 points on the night. Um, and a, I was reading about this a little bit, and supposedly the Columbus Mavericks were um, not actually trying to save themselves for future games and to save their um, energy and not risk injury. Because I guess if you forfeit in that league, you can get fined a lot of money. So they didn't want to forfeit, so they played, but not really. I think it sounds like an excuse, personally. Um, you could have you could have tried a little more than 37 to 1. You know, I just, I can't imagine seeing that. And I would have loved to have seen how that happened. But I just thought that was absolutely wild. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Okay. Moving on to the stadium series that happened this weekend. Um, first of all, we need to talk about entrance fits. I get very excited for outdoor game entrance fits because usually they're a lot of fun and they're unique and they're cool and they're usually a little bit silly and I like them. Night one understood the assignment, okay? Philly dressing up in honor of Rocky in their all gray sweatsuits and wrapping up their hands in boxing tape. I don't know what you call that stuff, but they wrapped up their hands like a boxer would. Um, and then the Devils entering in the style of the Sopranos in their tracksuits and chains and slicked back hair. I thought it was fun. It was cool. It, the, they were great ways to honor their cities. I mean, Philadelphia is known for being the home of Rocky. There's the Rocky statue, which Chris from LAP is like the bane of his existence. And I think it's so funny. Chris, if you're listening, cracks me up every time. Um, and then like New Jersey with the Sopranos and kind of that whole thing about the mafia. I thought it was fine. It was cool. They looked comfy. They looked warm. They looked like they were confident in what they were wearing. They kind of embodied the the vibe of their outfits on their entrances and yeah they they did a good job they played on cultural moments movies and tv they were fun um and then the battle of new york was disappointing <laughs> i'll be quite honest it was it was not it it was not it um the rangers coming in on fire trucks and police cars was unique and i was ready for it you know, I saw the video of them coming in. I saw the fire trucks and the police cars. And I was like, yes, these are going to slay. They are going to be dressed up as firefighters and police officers. I think they're going to like really bring the whole like fireman calendar vibes. Like this has the potential to be really cool. And then it wasn't. Um, <laughs> like they just wore jerseys, which like at least they wore some like you a unique little fun jersey to kind of honor the fire department and police department um and then they had those officers walking in with them so that they got their little moment as well which was a nice gesture um but yeah like special jerseys are not exciting we do those at normal nhl games this is the outdoor stadium series special game you gotta go all out but at least they had jerseys because then the Islanders showed up. The good old no fun Islanders. Um, yeah. I mean, is anyone really surprised that Lou Lamorello doesn't let his players have fun? No. 
Um, but yeah, they showed up in suits as if it were a normal Tuesday afternoon game. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like, genuinely, they could have dressed up as fishermen. They could have dressed up as police officers and firemen. They could have had special jerseys. They could have done literally anything. But this man cannot get out of his head and let go of his old school attitudes for one day. And so we got suits. Yeah. Um, very disappointed. Very disappointed. And that's honestly probably why they lost because their GM sucks and they didn't get to have any fun. And so they weren't, their hearts weren't in it. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, Lou Lamorello. Um, he needs to go. Like, genuinely, I'm so sorry, Isles and Isles fans, um, that you have to deal with Lululemon as your GM because, oh boy, he's something. Um, yeah, very disappointed by the New York teams for their entrance fits. But let's talk about the actual games. Honestly, both games were like, pretty exciting um I feel like you never know what to expect with outdoor games they can go one way or the other because I don't know like it seems like outdoor games are either super boring or really exciting um and I'm not sure why but I love when they lean the way of exciting um the Devils Flyers game to no one's surprise was kind of dominated by the Devils both Nico Heischer and uh, Nathan Bastian scored two goals each. However, Owen Tippett of the Flyers also scored two goals, um, but the game ended 6-3. I don't think the Flyers expected to win, so, like, it's fine. Um, but, like, it was, it was good to watch if you like offense, or especially if you're a Devils fan. Like, it was just, it was fun to watch. It was fast and exciting play. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. And I honestly really liked the jerseys. When I first saw them, I thought they looked kind of silly and gaudy in the pictures. But when you consider that like they do have to be seen and recognized from the top bowl of a football stadium, I think it makes a lot of sense that they looked like that. And uh, I thought they ended up looking really good in play. Okay, let's talk about Sunday's game between the Rangers and the Islanders because what a game that was. Um, if you've been around a while, you might remember that Eric Gustafson was my emotional support defenseman when he was on the Caps. So I was really excited to see him open up scoring in this game. I kind of felt like a little proud mom, like, oh, that's my boy doing well on another team. Um, Matt Rempe also made his Rangers debut and he got his rookie lap outside, which honestly must have felt so cool. Like that's gotta be such a special feeling to not only get your rookie lap in a big game and in a rivalry game, but to get it in that outdoor arena too, like that had to feel amazing. Um, he also decided to fight Matt Martin, which was a bold move from a rookie, but this kid is huge. Like he is six, seven, which is crazy to me. Um, 
So I guess it's fair of him to want to fight someone when he feels like he really can't be defeated. And it was kind of a weird ending to the fight. Like, they kind of were just like, okay, we're done. Like, nobody really won. They just kind of stepped away. But, yeah, so Matt Rempe made his debut. Love it for him. Um, and then the Islanders, like, popped off out of nowhere. They scored four unanswered goals, each of them by a different player. And I was genuinely on the edge of my seat because this is not what I was expecting. I was expecting the Rangers to just absolutely dominate, and they didn't. And I was like, ooh, I love this. This is so exciting, so fun. Um, Noah Dobson reached his 50th assist on the season during this game. The Isles were winning. It was exciting. It was offensive. It was explosive. And then Zibanejad suddenly decided to be good and tie it up with just a minute and a half to go. And then we need to talk about this overtime goal by Panarin because what? Like, in what world was that a goal? Like, genuinely, last time I checked, you're... A, a goal that's scored when the net gets knocked off its pegs isn't a goal. And this was so clearly scored after the net was knocked off. Like, I genuinely do not see what the refs were seeing. Like, I feel like sometimes it's like, okay, it's a little inconclusive. Like, I get it. Like, you have to have um, con conclusive evidence to overturn a call on the ice. I get it. This was not inconclusive. Like, you saw the net get knocked off by Scott Mayfield, and then you saw Panarin's shot cross the goal line. Like, it wasn't like it happened at the same time, or like, whatever. No. Like, it was so clearly not a goal. And I just, I like, genuinely do not understand. Like, that should not have counted, and there should have been more overtime. But are we really surprised that this league makes questionable calls? No, like we're not. Are we surprised that it feels like this league is biased against its big teams like the Rangers? No, we're not. Um, I, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Do you think it was a goal? Do you not think it was a goal? I think the general consensus was how was that counted as a goal? And then Rangers fans were like, yeah, we won. Woo. And they didn't care. Which I wouldn't either, like, fair enough. But, yeah, that was not a goal. But anyway, congrats, Rangers. You won. And you should have, because your entrance fits were better, and that's just called karma, I guess. Next year's stadium series was announced, and it has the potential to be a snooze fest or a mid-off or the most boring stadium series that has ever stadium seriesed. Um, because the Red Wings will be taking on the Blue Jackets at Ohio Stadium. I guess I'll watch for content, but like, not excited about this one. Um, you guys know how I feel about the state of Ohio, and I'm not sorry about it. I guess the only potential fun thing is there'll be that Ohio-Michigan rivalry that sports between those two teams seem to have. Like, that'll be fun, and, and I think... A lot of people from that area of the country will be there. Um, but, yeah, just, eh, not really looking forward to it, but it's fine. I'll watch it anyway, because I just love hockey, and I'll watch it even if it's boring. 
It was also announced during the Stadium Series game that in 2026, the Islanders will be hosting the All-Star Weekend at UBS Arena in Elmont, Long Island. I'm actually looking forward to that, and I think Natalia and I are going to try to go because it's at one of her team's stadiums. Why not? And she hasn't actually been to a game there yet, so we will definitely be trying to be there, which would be so much fun. I'd love to go to an All-Star Weekend, um, and it's plenty of time to decide. Like I said previously when I was talking with Muffy, that was last episode, check out episode 39, um, there is no All-Star Game next year because of the Four Nations Tournament that will be hosted. But then in 2026, they'll be in Long Island. So looking forward to that. And I really genuinely hope that Lou Lamorello is out by then because otherwise it does have the potential to be the most boring, no fun All-Star Game that has ever existed. So let's hope the Isles have a new GM by 2026. Fingers crossed. Moving on to my weekly PWHL update. Um, we had a huge moment in the PWHL this week. The Battle of Bay Street, which was the game between Toronto and Montreal, took place in the Maple Leafs Arena. And it attracted a sold-out crowd of 19,285 people. This broke both the world record for attendance at a women's hockey game, which was set in the 2023 Women's Worlds, and it broke the PWHL attendance record. And I think it goes to show that people want women's sports. Like, if you give it to them, they will be there. If you make it accessible, they will watch. And the PWHL is doing an amazing, amazing job of that. So that was so exciting to see. Like, how cool to have an NHL arena sold out 19,000 people. Like, so much fun and so exciting. Another piece of exciting PWHL news. Barbie has become an official sponsor of this league. Like, so iconic. So excited for that. There's so much potential there with um, Barbie's, you know, mission and message kind of being you can be whatever you want to be. We could potentially see PWHL player Barbies. And they did some fun little like Barbie girl dance cams and things like that at one of the games. Oh, I'm so excited about this. What a fun sponsorship opportunity. It's like queens support queens, you know, like, oh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. A little update on the standings in the league. Minnesota is back in the lead in the standings with 21 points. They are followed closely by Montreal at 20 points. Toronto, New York, Boston, and Ottawa follow. Moving on, my woman of the week this week is Lexi Edgia of PWHL Ottawa. She is Ottawa's leading goal scorer. In their nine games played, she has scored four goals and had two assists. And she's also just a queen. She just has the most beautiful, iconic sleigh entrance fits for every game. She's just has this beautiful long hair. She gets all dressed up. She just radiates cool girl energy. And I've just loved following her on social media and then following her play. She's a phenomenal player. And she was also Ottawa's player of the week this week. 
So big shout out to Lexi Agia. Finishing off this episode of WTC, we're going to go into our three stars of the week. My third star this week is Anthony Duclair. We mentioned him last season when he started his charity, the Duclair Foundation, to help bring hockey to South Florida. This month, he was able to break ground on the synthetic rink that his foundation will be donating to Boyd Anderson High School in Lauderdale Lakes. This rink will increase access to the sport in an underserved and minority community in the area, and it is only the beginning of what the foundation will continue to do, I'm sure. So big congrats to Anthony Duclair and the Duclair Foundation on being able to get the funding to break ground on this rink, and I think that'll be such a phenomenal way to really start getting hockey in these South Florida communities. Very smart to make it synthetic as well, because we all know it is hot as Hades in the swamps of South Florida. (laughs) My second star this week is Jacob Truba. As much as that pains me to say, because he plays dirty and he's a pest, but off the ice, he's a good man at heart. And he's founded the Truba Creative Expressions Arts Program, which is a 10-week art therapy program for clients of the Epilepsy Foundation of Metropolitan New York. Participants with epilepsy and seizures will be able to work with a professional art therapist to benefit from an alternative type of therapy compared to their normal physical and mental health therapy that they already receive. He's also notably been supporting the Rangers Garden of Dreams initiatives in his time with the Rangers and been really involved with the New York City community. And my number one star of the week, Sarah Nurse, my queen, has started an initiative alongside Black Girl Hockey Club called Nursey Night. She will be hosting members of the club at select PWHL Toronto home games and hang out and chat with them afterwards. And she's also going to be hosting a private Zoom session at the end of the season with all of these participants to talk to them about hockey, life, advice, um, her career, all kinds of different things. And she's doing all of this in an effort to make hockey more inclusive, community-focused, and inspire the next generation of black girls in hockey. And I think this is really cool. This is the first PWHL initiative that I've seen, but I know there will be more, and I'm looking forward to see how these women will continue to use their time and resources to benefit their communities and start these foundations and initiative as the leagues and hopefully as their salaries continue to grow. Okay, my friends, that about wraps it up for this episode of What the Chell. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm so glad to be back talking to you guys again. Glad I'm feeling better. If you are not already, please follow me everywhere on social media at What the Chell Pod. And I love to hear from you guys. Message me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Please subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen on and leave me a rating and a review. It boosts me in the algorithm and helps to get the word out about what the chill and bring me up higher in the charts and get me on other people's radars. Share this episode with your friends. Share the show with your friends. Spread the word. You guys are the reason why I've been able to do this for 40 episodes. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk at you next time. I love you so much. Bye.